Welcome to another episode of Black Boy Joy podcast here in London with me, Ainsley. And here in Newcastle with me, Kieran. Yes. Before we get started, actually. Because <laughs> um, we've been talking um, via text, obviously, since we're in two different cities. And um, it came up in the podcast, this idea of having a nick. An ick. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. A little turn off. Like yeah. Rational turn offs. That's what I like about it. Well, yeah. Like it came on the sort of the subject started um, plaguing my mind the last few days because I saw a tweet from um, the prominent sexual health, like, what? Well, I don't even know what she is. Like, well, not sexual health, but like, influencer. you know, sex and relationships <laughs> influencer, Alani. And she was asking, yeah. like, what everyone, what everybody else's big is, like, what their icks are, or what your, what is your ick? And when, and mm-hmm. when people responded there, they were like generally quite normal ones. And because I was on a train um, coming from, I think it was coming from um, London to Birmingham, I thought I'd, um, I'd share my list of icks with Kieran. <laughs> yeah, let me get them up. Actually, I think the thing is right. Yours were, I think most of yours were reasonable because. On social media, the ones I've seen like bandied about, and I will say mostly by girls, I thought they were rather silly, but yours seemed, um, I didn't think they were too bad. Can I yeah. read them actually to find it? Yeah, I'm gonna read your list out. Oh wait. Oh, this is your list actually, yeah. Right, I'm gonna read it out then. Here we go. So Tories, Breath of Tears. Okay, those ones fine, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Not anymore, but I used to be to, for shame. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, political affiliations, that's fine. Um, picky eaters. Um, I, I hate picky eaters. I don't, I don't think it would give me the ick. I think it's it's more narrow-mindedness than being picky, but I guess sometimes it go hand in hand. Uh, attention seekers. Yes, like anyone that couldn't be with anyone who's all up on social media, like, or taking selfies every day. Absolutely not. Uh, transphobes, again, understandable. Oh, and quote for quote, quote, word for word. Anyone on that mask for mask bullshit? <laughs> would, um, I don't think it would put me off, to be fair. Um, I would expect a certain personality to go along with it, but I would reserve judgment. But it wouldn't necessarily be, um, be it, the thing for me. Oh, here we are, racial fetishizers. That's okay, that's a definite, I think that's a common one we'll have. Um, and why do you put straight passing men as an ick? Because the one, the, the ones that like, like if someone is straight passing, I don't have a problem with that. But if someone who like puts it out there that they're straight, that they're straight passing, it's kind of like that mask for mask thing. Yeah, we're going to be, we're, we're be opposites here because my um, uh, my unhealthy mental practices, I'd actually quite like someone that was you know that forced the straight passing. <laughs> yeah. But that, um, that's like that stems from your internalized homophobia as it does with that person and that's not something that's not something i personally want to deal with in my in my personal relationships which is fair dl guys okay it's more variations on the same theme isn't it yeah Um, yeah i like the secrecy though it's kind of a turn on i can't lie um i think the difference between you is that you have a healthy mindset and i don't (laughs) that was the next one twitter clout chasers uh for sure um yeah that's what the social media one really is isn't it that that would just yeah complete some insta whores again the same thing you said you put straight men here do you mean straight in quotation marks 
we've had this conversation before. We have literally a conversation in the last, well, last you, podcast. So anyone who the ones that the ones that officially say they're straight, but they're on, but they're on the app. You mean? Yeah, basically, yeah, people like that. I guess I, I think you know. Well, for me, it, it, it's just a practicality thing. You know, someone who if they're calling themselves straight, they're not going to be interested in doing anything like you know beyond what's in the bedroom. So I mean, go anywhere. I don't think. Like, yeah, but like, but even like with that one, even like even to do anything physical, I'm not interested. I'm not someone. Yeah. I'm not someone's experiment. I'm not something that you could have tried out this this this, this one. So I'm mm-hmm. not interested. For me, it would depend on how hot the guy was. Uh, of course, it, it would. It yeah. would <laughs> It would be, you know, initially, I think that would be a turn off for me for sure. But if they were hot enough, then I'd be willing to put those feelings aside. Um, bad personal hygiene. Okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, this, no, this one is a good one, the next one. Rudeness, especially to waiting staff. Absolutely. Um, again, I still think most of yours, they're not really icks, they're actually quite reasonable you know, things that you don't look for. But that's one... I would say you can always judge people how they treat customer service and mm-hmm. it shows how they were raised. Mm-hmm. And it just, you can probably guess a, a whole host of the other opinions on other topics as well. Yeah. By how they service that. that is a big yeah. one for friends as well. I get a friend from that one as well. I had one yeah. friend who I've spoken to about that before. And they're kind of, they're a bit better because it used to be when they were drunk, but obviously they're sober as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, is a, it is a red flag. Um, like you put twinks here. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't have anything against twinks. I just like it's just um, that's not the type I go for. Don't do it for you. Okay. No, bitchiness. Yeah, okay, that, okay. That this is definitely an it category for sure because it, it's a behaviour that would come up and it would put you off someone if you hadn't seen it before. Okay, I get yeah. this one. Spitefulness again, very same. Uh, oh, this is such a, like a hodgepodge. List Ainsley. Next one, <laughs> you put pro-lifers. Again, is this ick territory or is this more of my values don't align with this kind of territory? But like, um, if anyone displayed any of the characteristics that, are, that, I've, that I've listed, I don't want to have sex with them or be in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, pro-lifers, again, that's one's understandable. I'm not... I guess my opinions on abortion are not particularly advanced. I think women should have the choice. The only the only argument in my head is at what point in the um you know in the pregnancy where the, I think it's twenty weeks at the moment legally something like that that's yeah. not check. um but yeah I'm I'm, I'm very pro abortion or sorry what what is it is pro life is pro choice yeah pro uh, choice. choice there we are yeah those rely on you to have the correct terms to have <laughs> on the spot. I heard um, some shit. Do they detect some shade in there? I heard. I heard some no, shade. No, no, it's it's good. You always have like you know the um the the phrase de rigueur or like you know the, the correct thing to say basically. <laughs> um, tops. Okay, for you. I understand again with you. And uh, I'm sorry, your last one is just petty as fuck. The very last one. The men over six foot one. <laughs> you know what though because i think with women and with men like regardless of sexuality people talk about height a lot i think i've spoken to you before i genuinely don't mind i don't mind someone who's really tall i don't mind someone who's really short same height i said it's a, it's a turn off if there's a no sorry it's a turn on if there's like a slight difference whether that's taller or shorter but i've never seen someone's height and it's been like a turn off like never it's it's one of those things i literally I like all heights, I don't know, but it's quite a common thing to have a preference for height, though, for sure. Um, which is strange. I tell you, okay, so 
um, an update to that one, to the no list, is um, anyone who's sexist, that can go on okay. there as well. Oh, okay, but, yeah, um, misogynists and you know, people are sexist. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. well, I was thinking, because um, so I was listening to the Receipts podcast today, mm-hmm. um, like a regular listener, and they were talking about, if they were kind of, um, one of them was kind of of the similar mindset to you, that like, if only, if, if it's an, excuse me, it's an irrational thing. Mm, exactly. So it's not so because I don't think you think it's irrational until it happens, until like you see someone display the behaviors mm-hmm. that you don't like. So I'd ask you, is there anything that you've done that you've observed in a potential partner that you've that's given you the ick? Yeah, no, mine are very irrational, Ainsley. Like you're gonna hate me for this as well, because it's more it's more more of the internalized homophobia. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> uh but two cam. Which isn't, it's not to say that I'm not camp at all, but like two camp is not always, it's not always a turn off. I think for me, it's, it's campness mixed with kind of like silliness because there were some camp things I think are really hot as well. But for me, when I think of camp prim- primarily in my head, it's that kind of like helpless, childish, ditzy way of being, which for me mm-hmm. is just absolute no go. Um, yeah, I don't mind guys that are a bit feminine. Maybe that's probably the term we should use when someone what I do. Like, I don't mind guys that are a bit feminine for sure, but camp is just. Um, just, it just, I don't see how someone can be that silly just as a character. Um, it's, it's, that's definitely it for me. Like, oh, I can just see your face now. You look, oh, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> I'm sorry, I asked. <laughs> You're sorry, I asked. <laughs> I don't have any other, any other major ones. It's probably, again, more of the same thing. Guys that are too, too into things like RuPaul's Drag Race. Or what's another one? Guys that t- that go on about pride too much. Do you know when like I feel like gays is part of you know it's a bit too prominent in their personality. Oh, it's like you know the, like the mainstream like the mainstream predictable gay culture thing. When they're all about that, it's just I was thinking, oh, what else do we have to talk about really? Like I'd say well, that's I, but like I am a RuPaul Drag Race fanatic. I would say I've watched every episode. I watched all All Stars. I know all. The, I probably can name all the queens off that's by true. heart. But you and I are not dating Ainsley, so it <laughs> 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 um, what else are oh, stands stands? I've, I've spoken about the same one, I'm sure, several times to you on and off the podcast. But one dude I was seeing is quite a while, we're going back two years now, and I found his social media accounts after and they found out he was like a proper Mariah Carey stand, like posting memes about her, just all the like Ainsley when I say. Like, I think I was lukewarm towards him beforehand, but when I found his Twitter, I was just like, oh no. Like, and he's the same age as me as well. So at the time, he would have been about 30 at the time. Um, and literally, he had his Twitter, it wasn't a standard account, but it was very much in that kind of direction. And I was just like, no. Even if it was something that I really liked, I couldn't really, even if it was in Zelia Bank stand, if it was too much of that, I just think it's just, again, it just seems a bit silly and a bit childish. Um, yeah. Right. Okay, so. I will say that I went, I went on a first date with a guy mm-hmm. and he gave me a lift home. And on the lift home, he told me that his um, favorite song was Big Girl Don't Cry by Fergie. And that, <laughs> gave, that gave me that, that was an instant ink. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm not sure I'm familiar with that song, but uh, mean, I can probably guess. It's by Fergie and it, man, like, do you need to be oh. familiar with it? Oh, yes. Let's talk about music taste while you're here. Because one, you just remind me, one dude, I think I told you about him ages ago. It was nothing serious at all, just like a casual hookup. But we were talking once, and he said that his favourite artist was Katie Price. 
And I was so confused because <laughs> became, he's like, I was like, do you mean um, Katie, oh, what's the name? The one that sings Firework, really big stuff. Katie Perry. Katie Perry, yeah. I thought he was mistaken. He's like, no, Katie Price. I mean, do you mean Jordan? He's like, yes. Like, does she make music? He's like, yes, she, she does music and she's my favourite artist. I was like, okay. So I went to Spotify. I typed her name in. You know, it shows, you know, it shows like the top five songs how many streams I have. And obviously, yeah. that's like below. I was thinking, I was like, oh, well, today I learned that Katie Price makes music. And today I learned that she has fans as well. But that was a definite ick for me. Um, although the same dude, I think it's more of a red flag. The same guy, we were talking about like historical, like Big Brother series, yeah. and he was talking about you know the celebrity Big Brother one where it was like Shil Pachetti, yeah, and Goody. Goody, Daniel, yeah. was it Lloyd? Lloyd, yeah, and um, Joe Amira from S Club Seven. Yeah, he found that situation humorous, as in like in um, he thought you know he was talking about like the people building like they were iconic. So I, I guess for me that was more of a red flag than it. Like, that would have oh, been, yeah, that, that been the William. last. Yeah, that would have been the last meeting I'd had. I'd had well, it very, it very much was. But like, thought <laughs> <laughs> it was like banter. And I was like, you know what? You know, you can tell the conversations not worth like you know tearing into someone. I'm just like, okay, let's just go our separate ways because yeah. it wasn't even that to start off with. But um, that oh, here's another one. Skinny legs. I take out skinny legs. Um, it just looks feeble. I think if it's if it if it's balanced out with the torso, that's fine. But it's not even people that go to the gym and, and skip leg day. But if they've just got skinny legs in general, like mm. you know, like thin thighs, they just yeah. don't seem very sturdy to me. It doesn't seem very masculine. So that's a definite ick. So I think that's what I would definitely say is an ick. That and campness, like skinny legs, campness. But I, I, I don't think I have many icks, as it were, or maybe I do, and just haven't really delved deep into deep enough into my heart. I reckon, you, I reckon you have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it. Oh, long hair. Um, again, I, I don't know if it's an ick, but like you know, just like any hair that looks like a girly hairstyle, it doesn't apply so much to black dudes because our hair grows out rather than down. Um, but any dude's got like hair longer than his ears, if it's someone who's got straight hair, like it's uh, like um, you know, you know, we get women who go on about you know Jason Momoa. Yeah. Who absolutely love him. I can see the appeal. Like I know I'll be fine sex him, they can, but he has long hair and it's just like it's just everything else just falls to the way. So I don't think he's got long hair, it just does nothing for me. Oh, an interesting um observation again is that like <laughs> like my like the things I've said of the ick is the way someone acts. Well, the things that you're saying is ick is the way someone looks. Yeah. But I feel like I've understood the assignment more than you, Arthur, because it should be <laughs> indeed and silly. Yours were like, you know, valid concerns you'd have over someone. Um, but let me think, anything else in how for acting, it's just more like countless, I guess. Um, like narrow-mindedness. But again, like, I think we're going into turn-off territory rather than ick territory. Because for me, it, it, it has to be silly. It can't make sense for it to be ick. I think yeah. it's only because when the ick conversation started on, um, on Twitter, it was all a bunch of girls saying the silliest things like, oh, um, she got the ick because um, <laughs> there were two that stuck out to me. One was talking about how the guy filled up the gas tank at the petrol station. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, he's just standing there with nothing to do, just watching the meter go up and he gave me the ick. I was like, okay. And the other one, okay, this one was actually funny. She said that, oh, what gives him the ick is if um, they're in a restaurant, he calls the waiter and he gets ignored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that's just mean. Maybe just softly spoken, but like, it's probably I've common seen... with my ones they're kind of like when it was girls saying silly x they were they were to do with um someone not being man enough or something and again yeah based on silliness but i kind of understood like why, why that was 
<laughs> um, so the tea that I've, that I've seen is that there was like, I saw a tweet that was like, um, a guy I was seeing said the word fantabulous. And, uh, and it was like, um, it, it wasn't icky, it turned into ock. Because he said fantastic. <laughs> nah, that's um I think that's you know what that brings up a good point. So maybe sometimes people's term of phrase can be ick as well. Um anyone that will say things like cool beans or um I I've never heard this in real life, but say holly bobs instead of holidays. Yeah, no, I agree with that actually. I agree like that. with that. That's, I agree with that. That, that would give me the ick as well. I completely agree with that. Or perhaps if they said, like, you know, certain things that you only see on, so- on social media and you think, she's actually said that in real life, like, maybe things like that. Again, like, it's trying too hard to be trendy and, like, have, like, their um, the Twitter or their Instagram accounts too prominent in their life. And so it goes oh, it's like, oh, it's when, like, it's when people have to do cringe things, like, you know, on, like, Love Island and people, like, trying to, trying to use, like, urban, like, urban lingo, like, urban vernacular, oh. on context. That yes. just, yeah, that just get a definite ick. Like when Hugo trying to say it, I'm moving mad. I'm yeah, just, or when yeah. they try, to, they try and use that kind of slang to try and relate to you because you're black. That mm. is like, oh, that's like, oh. I, I, that's, that's not an ick. That's a complete turn off. That complete turn off. Yeah. And the stuff. thing is, when people <laughs> do that, when people do that, they always try. They always think that like, yeah, like I'm being cool. Like I'm trying to get this, get this like black person to like me when. It's so mm. obvious whenever it happens. It's just even think about it, it's just painful, man. It's just toe yeah. curling everything clench up. I hate it, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so quick. Why do people do that, man? Oh, I don't know, man. What oh, yeah? To... <laughs> I've had it most on the apps, to be fair. I'm, I'm trying to think of specific examples, but it's um I, I, I can think of an example. I remember one I went to a white party, or just, we'll just call it that. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy there, and I, I didn't know this person. And he went, and this is how I know that he was doing it. Um, you know that, um, you know that ASAP, or Newt was ASAP, you know that ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky song, um, I Love Bad Bitches, that's my fucking problem. I think the song's called yeah, fucking problems. Yeah. And then like, a white guy came up to me, and he was like, I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem, to me. And then I gave like a nervous laugh and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then he went over to my black friend and said the exact same thing to him. Oh, like, no. Not 10 minutes later. Uh, so that told uh, me, yeah, that told me, <laughs> like, you would like trying to like pander to an audience. <laughs> oh, he probably, probably rehearsed it before he, before he left his house. <laughs> Or oh, there was a guy once um, on Grindr, this was ages ago. Because you know, there's that whole colorism thing. Mm. And this was a white person, they want to be darling into that. And we were talking about like Love Island Ben. And they're trying mm. to intimate to me that like he didn't like, um, that he didn't find mixed race men attractive, he only finds black men attractive. Oh, that's like, <laughs> but and you thought you, you thought that would be endearing to you, as in you're like, oh yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a real black guy. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> another another one just came to my head and left again. It was as long as similar theme. Oh, um. Oh yeah. I think I mentioned this one to you the other day actually. So if we're talking about the world of dating apps, when people list when people have a long list of things that they don't like on their profile, that's yeah. it. Um, anyone that has like what age they're interested in, what age they're not interested in. 
because like even when I was young and hot and everything, like you know, like I thought everyone was obviously like twenty. I mean, Kevin, Kevin, yeah. you're still hot. What are you saying? You're still young. No, however, hot. but like in like especially on like you know Grinder, for example, because like everyone's just like, oh, no one over this age, no one over that age. It's like the focus on like your sort of early to mid twenties. Um, and like at that age, I never would put like, oh no, old people, no one old enough to be my dad. Like, you know, when people put things like that on the profile, that's an instant turn off. I've had people there say before, oh no, one over 30, and they ended up messaging me, and I've just ignored them because I'm just like, well, you know, you said no one over 30, and yet here I am, my age is on my profile. Like, it just, yeah, it's but just like, well, what they mean by that, they don't mean people over 30, it mean people who look over 30. That's yeah, but you even put that on your profile, it is ick inducing, I think. Um, okay, so with that, I think that the, uh, the one that makes me cringe the most is when it's like older men who are on Grindr and they say, I'll oh, prefer younger or something like that. And I'm just like, and that always makes me roll my eyes. But when it's younger men, mm. I don't have a problem with it as much because I, I mean, you must, you must have got it. I definitely got it when I was just like, not even that young, just on, just on Grindr. And there's so many, there's mm. much older men to message you for one other thing and if you're like 20 or 21 or even like 19 or 18 they must just get it so mm-hmm. often man that i think like them trying to establish that boundary i see as yeah, the, them establishing a boundary rather than like being like overly superficial oh i don't know you know oh maybe it's a case by case basis but if they're like i've seen people who are like let me think they're like 22 and about oh no one over 24 like it's ridiculous. oh no that's just that's stupid yeah that's just that's just stupid but i see that a lot though it's like 18 to 25 club on some of these apps um but to be fair though like anyone kind of under 25 isn't usually on my radar like if it's guys i'm chatting to the youngest is, like in general it tends to be like mid 20s to mid 30s like who i would usually see, pursue on the apps it's not often that someone under 24 25 catches my eye because they just look they just look look a bit too young half the time like yeah um, but I think I've, I've noticed that for me, I've always found like my age range, a few years give or take, the most attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, like I haven't, I haven't always liked, you know, a certain age. Like, so when I was 20, I found other 20 year olds attractive. Like I wouldn't look twice at 20 year olds now. And that's not even from a, you know, for anything about practicalities of dating. It's just mm-hmm. like an, an attraction thing as well. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case for all men, I guess. It's, it probably varies quite a lot. I mean, do I, I, I can tell you for sure it does vary quite a lot. I mean, for very a lot. Have you seen that, um, <coughs> slightly related, have you seen that, um, what would you call it, like a graph or infographic of Leon, Leon, um, Leonardo, what's his name? Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Di- yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. With all the girls that he's dated. They're like 21 to 25. It's actually, been younger, they've been like 19 and 18 year olds. It's just creepy though, because obviously you saw like one line was concept and one line was diagonal, but him getting older, showing the diagonal thing. Yeah. His dating range always on the same line, I was like, that is just weird. Like, yeah. have you had the same age type from when you were that age to now in your 40s? Um, yeah. I, I feel like not enough noise was made about it because it's it's just odd. It's, um, nasty. it's, it's, it's nasty, but so there's him and there's, um, you know, um, Scott Disick, who's like one of the Kardashians. Is, uh, I know the name. Oh, I know the, the man name. who is a divorced, like 40-something person. Please explain to me why you're running around with a 19-year-old. Can you explain mm. that? Can you explain that one to me? Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, what? Like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I feel to like me. I feel like men get very decisive. Some men get very defensive about it, and the only logical explanation that I can think of is that they go for these younger women because, aside from like maybe them that that being attractiveness, they're easy. 
because they're yeah. not easy to control, usually not as sure of themselves. Yes, I'm generalizing, blah, blah, blah. But it's a strain on as well because I have a friend, don't worry, he doesn't listen to the podcast, he doesn't know he exists, so it's fine. But he is, let me say, I think he's just turned 29. And his girlfriend is like 21, 22. And even to me, yeah. that's because he obviously works full time. Like he's had, he's got a good career. He's worked in the same place for how many years. His girlfriend, like, you know, he's talking about his girlfriend and she's like going for a final reunion, like finishing exams and stuff. Yeah. And I just think it's good. Um, but like, there's a touchy areas, especially when it comes to people that you know quite well. Um, yeah. So I think, well, let me just mind my business and I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> at the same time, I'm thinking it's just like, you know, well, what? Like, um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's weird. Like, it's, it's, it seems to be quite a hotly debated topic, but um, I think that's odd. You're in your late 20s, girlfriend late, in the early 20s. Like, you know, you've, you've had a career for however long. Your girlfriend's like, you know, still finding out about stuff in life, like, you know, still fucking studying, like, as undergrad. Yeah, so that age, that age gap, I don't find so weird. So someone is in the um, early 30s, like someone's, what, in their late 20s, going to early 30s, it's just like, maybe 22, 21, I mean, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I, I'm not, I definitely wouldn't do that, but I can kind of, I, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't judge if it's like that age gap, because I feel like that person is like hitting a threshold where like you can date anyone and it's, that's your own business, like that's that whatever. Mm-hmm. It's when it gets like younger than that. So like when you're like 20, you're turning 21, 19, like those three ages, if there's like a six, seven year age gap between you and you're that young and you're dating like a 30 year old or a, or a 35 year old, I'm thinking that's a bit, that is weird. Like I, I judge it. I think I, I do. And also like in, when you look at those specific ages, like nine times out of 10, it's an older dude and a younger girl. Like there's a, there's a reason behind that. When you see like younger men with older women, usually there might be the gap, but the gap is a bit further along the line as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not often you see like a 20 year old dude dating like a girl who's like, you know, late 20s. Yeah. And must be a reason behind this. Yeah. Um, like I, said, I think it's weird, but I just face in front. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, like that isn't even what we were planning on talking about today. Sometimes these things happen, isn't it? Just... <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, um, I was planning to, um, well, we were planning to talk about this or discuss the topic of loneliness. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a few reasons um, why, like, that was coming up for me now. Um, I can't know where I read it, but I read it somewhere or watched it somewhere that, like, loneliness is, like, becoming, like, a really increasing thing, like, for our generation and, like, people now. Mm-hmm. And with that, because um, I remember um, there was a night out, like a black queer night out called Scala. That's, um, well, it's called Bootylicious. Bootylicious, that's at Scala, which is in, like North London. Mm-hmm. And that was on, and I didn't go to it. I mean, like, I couldn't for logistical reasons because I had something else to do. But even if I could, I'm not sure I would have gone because like, I don't really have that many like queer friends around, queer friends. There are queer people I know and like queer people who I'm around, but no one that like I'm really, really friends with, like text them and ask them, like, oh, let's go out, let's go dancing, let's do this and that. Mm-hmm. And I think that like at this at this stage, I was kind of quite a bit isolating. 
um, for me. Like, I just feel like they're like a lot of the people, because I guess I came out like in my like mid to late 20s. I don't really have like a tribe of other queer people that are geographically close to me that I can just do these things with. Mm-hmm. And I think that does lead to like quite a bit of isolation or feelings of isolation from me. So we, for you, do you think it's so? It's, it's specific loneliness in the sort of in the, in the LGBTQ plus sense. Do you mean? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, unity. Yeah. That's interesting. Actually, that you mentioned that. Um, no, you said it before. I think in the past, like about um, you don't have that many gay friends. Yeah. Um, but it's odd one, Ainsley, though, because I kind of sometimes when I'm imagining in my head, it would be nice to have like a group of like gay friends but at the same time, because I do have friends anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the loneliness gap from that perspective is filled and it, it's, it's more of a like, it's like, oh, it would be nice to know more gay people, I guess, but it, I, I don't really, it doesn't really cause me any like disquiet or anything. Um, oh, yeah. Not well, not, all, not always, because sometimes I do think, oh, you know, which are some gay people to go out with, like, because, you know, you got your mates here, women mates here, it's always, like, to the typical places. And sometimes I just quite like to go to some of the gay bars. Um, yeah. That some people that's not really going to be interested in going there. Um, but I guess it's how do you go about finding people? Because obviously through the podcast and, like, guests that you sort of sourced, you, you're, like, so you're not, you're not like, gay acquaintances, but as in, like, friends' friends. Yeah. It's a bit harder to accumulate. It is, and... Like I'm, like I'm sort of person who's like quite a very, like a very standoffish type as well. That like it doesn't come. I don't think it comes across that way on the podcast or even when we're with guests because I feel like I'm in a situation that I can control basically. Like mm-hmm. this person, like the guests we have on the podcast are people that I've invited. These are people that like most of the time I've vetted. So like I know they're nice people. Like I know we can have a conversation out out of them. But like when you're like when you're, I don't know, in a forum, like in like I'm ready in a forum, in like mm. a group for like black queer people, or even like in person, like you feel like you're thrust out into the wild where you need to be like <laughs> the most like gregarious version of yourself. And I just don't think I'm like that. Like I'm, I'm balanced between the two of them. I hate, I hate you like doing the binary, you know, the introvert and extrovert. But of the two of those, I'd say with the majority of the world, I'm probably just more introverted. But like with <laughs> people I'm close with, people I know well, then you see more, then you see more sides of my personality because I feel more comfortable around you. That's bonkers, but no, but I can get the explanation with you saying that it's a case of if you're in a controlled environment or you know the people well, yeah. then you introvert. Um, I mean, I'm introvert as fuck. Like there's, there's no two ways about it. Like I'm yeah. not a people person. I spend most of my time by myself. Um, like I'm always talking to people, like friends on WhatsApp and stuff, but like my usual days, I'm not coming across many new people. Um, like especially Monday to Friday, I might see my flatmates a little bit, but I'm usually by myself. Um, I always love the idea of meeting new people, but when it actually comes around to it, I kind of close up. Yeah. Um, but we've been saying like me and some friends here, like we need to find more people. It's interesting because in our little group, or I guess it's become a clique or whatever, there's been a couple of people who like are happy with like, you know, like, you know, closing the doors on, we don't need to meet many more new friends. And I think I mentioned one person, she was like, oh, were you bored of us or something? I was like, I was like, in my head, I was thinking, well, a little bit, but it's <laughs> or <laughs> the more pertinent answer is that you just think, you know, I've met all you lot and there's just so many other people out there who I could click with and I'm just not meeting these people. They must be out there. Um, yeah. 
but I've always been the type to just have a few friends and just have a few good friends. I'm not really interested in sort of superficial, you know, is it what they call it? Three tiers of friendship I spoke about ages ago. Um, but I don't know. I think my loneliness just comes from maybe lack of variety and, and it's, I've always had here and there, but it's gotten stronger during COVID, which is probably the case for a lot of others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just maybe as well, like even if you have friends around sometimes, maybe feelings of unfulfillment you can like you can and you can still feel isolated even with friends around you I'm sure everyone's mm-hmm. like so mm-hmm. at some point as well but when i like with yourself obviously we talk a lot but the impression i get is that you you know you're always surrounded by friends kind of thing um and obviously i talk to you a lot but i'm not around you all the time because we don't live in the same place but i've always thought you like you should want to always be in close contact with lots of different people so i have like a fair amount of friends i wouldn't say that i don't i mean i have like I have enough friends. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily lacking for companionship. Mm-hmm. But I think what I am lacking in is just like people who come from the same, like come from a sort of similar experience to me. So like I know, like I said, I know people, I have friends. I'm not, I'm not like crying out for new ones, but like for being like specifically queer and being in queer spaces, sometimes I don't always like feel comfortable with like just rocking up with just straight people the whole time. Yeah. And I feel like that's the part that's missing. That's a bit of it that's missing. Like people who like just get you on like all levels. Like mm. that's it, what's missing. That's interesting. I've I definitely feel that from time to time. I felt that intensely when I was a student and um, like 80 to 22. Um because I, th- I think especially like you see everyone like get into relationships or you go on nights out to clubs and just go on straight clubs all the time. Um and sometimes, well, back then I was trying to think, oh, where are all the gay people? Like, literally, where are they? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's it's a strange one. It's, I mean, we must have touched on this before, again, on and off the podcast, but using apps to meet gay men like as friends is difficult as well because everyone's always after one thing. Yeah. Or, I'm not going to put them on everyone else. There are sometimes people that would approach me to be friends, but like they're like 20 years older. And maybe yeah. I'm a little bit close mind because I'm thinking, well, you know, what do we have to talk about really? Like you are, they might be like divorced with some kids or something. Or yeah. We're from two different worlds. Yeah. Um, but then, like, if you, but when you say you're looking for friends, someone's like, oh, yeah, of course you are. Like people, there's some skepticism about it and think, oh, you know, we're all on this app for the same reason. And I've said many, many, many times, grind is what you make it. Um, but it would just be nice to, like, I'm, like I said, I'm not completely innocent in this because sometimes I'll say I'm looking for friends and then like you start to become friends with someone. And I kind of think, oh, you know, actually, I find them attractive, and it's just, it's just a mess, man. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. So speaking of which, actually, um, I haven't told you about this. This weekend, I went on a spontaneous night out mm-hmm. um, to the gay village in Birmingham. Oh, okay. So whenever I go back home to Birmingham, I re-download Grinder to try and connect with queers in the area. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> and um I started talking to a guy who is well, she's from Cardiff. <clears throat> and he'd come to Birmingham alone. And wow. I was like, pardon? I said, wow, alone. Yeah, like... yeah and I was like, I'm just because at first I thought that was that that's a bit strange. And then he was like, I just wanted to get away, which is like fine. 
And then I, then I was like, if you're in Birmingham for the weekend, then you might as well just leave it some of the nightlife. And then he's like, but I've just, but I've literally just come to the city alone. At first, I'm like, well, I've been on nights out alone before, and it's, it's been like this or that and the other. And then I was like, well, if you want to go for like a drink or two, like a quiet drink, then I'm I'm not doing anything. I can I can meet you for a drink. Mm. So that's what's happened. So. And we arranged to meet about like half ten, I think. We started yeah. off at you know, have you you've been to Sidewalk in um Yeah, yeah, not in not yeah. in years. Yeah, in yeah. Birmingham, which is quite like Rosties, I'd say, in um in Newcastle, where it's like a place to go to get a few cheap drinks. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, yeah, just basically just the starting point before you go somewhere else. And then we went. Oh, where else where did we go? I went to another place and I just can't remember the name. Anyway, what the other place we went to was was trash. It's not worth talking about anyway. <laughs> um, it wasn't very good. The music wasn't good. There was barely anybody that anybody there. We got another drink and left. And then we went to um the village, which is like on her street, just a bit up the road. The place to go to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the place to place to be. <laughs> and it was so lit. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, it was so lit. <laughs> well, they've got like they've got like two floors. They've got um, one floor that feels like all the like you know like the camp classics. Like I heard um, one some Shania Twain song, like "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" or some song stupid like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that. But we went downstairs and they were playing our kind of music that I had. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a couple of times. It is yeah, it is yeah they had um, Bashment playing, they had Garage playing, had R&B, yeah. I heard Spice. And the guy <laughs> I met from like, from when we met, but we were just chatting, just getting to know each other. He was like a really cool person. I think like, we didn't necessarily say it, but I think we just both knew that he was like quite platonic anyway. Mm. So there wasn't any, there wasn't, I don't think there was any designs on like, anything other than being mates and it was actually such a good night out and if you just meet someone just to make friends with on that this, I guess this is contradicting what I literally what I just said about me being lonely and not having any friends mm-hmm. or anything but well, yeah it was like unexpected um we that like, we went onto the scene we I like listened to great news I actually reconnected with um with, with someone that I used to go to school with who is gay as well um, mm. from Birmingham so it was amazing <laughs> it was like oh that's really good right out in ages but it's it, that's that's good um, and also I guess it goes to show that it's maybe not as difficult as we make it out to be to make friends on yeah. these things um I think the grind to get the most use out of you have to be quite proactive as well and maybe I'm guilty of like kind of resting on my laurels and then waiting for people to come to me um, yeah which just, just you no, know, that's really good though. Um, I'd literally forgotten about the village and all the village, whatever it's called. Um, no, I think the I think but, the place is called the village, but then there's another bit called the village underground. Right, and that's where we were. Yeah, at the village yeah, underground. I went there for a night out actually in it was 2015 or 2016. I went with two straight girls, and one had met a past job. The both black. One had met a past job, and one was her mate. I think I'd been to that place before, but like in like Pride, and they maybe lost the upstairs bit, or maybe the little beer garden. Mm. But listen, I discovered some bashment bangers that night, you know, like yeah. someone to that day I still listen to. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, this is really good. I was like, yeah. 
Nah, it's good. good I haven't been on the scene. That's someone on the scene in Birmingham. Was I think it was with you and your mate's birthday in twenty. I want to say twenty seventeen. It was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, a very long time ago. But um, we should go. Actually, I think we, we need to go back there and do like one of our episodes. Uh, well, our next on the scene episode. It could be Birmingham. It'd be easy to organise, I guess. Yeah. Um, depends on when. No, but that's that's a nice story. I like that you've met someone. I guess you'll keep in contact as well. We have been, we have actually kept in contact. Mm. So so yeah. Mm. But um, just I don't know, cause, like other things that we don't know each other that well, but it hasn't been like so it hasn't been overly forced like the mm-hmm. interaction we've had since, and there hasn't been any expectation after afterwards. So yeah. like because we met and like we got along really well that that day that, that I'm not necessarily thinking that like this is the start of like a lifelong friendship like you want that happened in the movies. That <laughs> like seems been planted, yeah. Yeah, Georgia. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like but if that does happen, then that then that's great as well. And if he comes back, if he comes to London, then for sure, like for sure we should meet up again. Um we can go we can go out or just do whatever. Like um we spent I'd say like a good from half ten to five in the morning. That's really good. Yeah. Did you, so who messaged that. whom first? Was it did you message him he or messaged you message me? Him? Yeah. That's yeah. good. I, I also like how we just randomly went to a new city as well. I don't think I've ever travelled alone in that sense. I've yeah. been thinking alone like in my own city, but I, I like that sometimes. It's just a case of, you know, leaping the next shall appear. Or when you put in that situation, you'll get more proactive because you have to. Otherwise, you can be sitting in a hotel room by yourself for two nights. Um, yeah. Like yeah. That. But no, yeah. And like, because at the time, I was like, I'm not really sure like, what his motives were. Like, you know, there are mm. some guys who like go to a new city. I just want to fuck people. It's sexual tourism, isn't it? Yeah, yeah sexual that. tourism. That's exactly what it is. But I don't think that was, I don't think that necessarily was what it was. Because even on the evening, in the evening, I was asking him, like, if anyone catches your eye and you start getting along with them and you want to go home with them, then fine, I'll go home. Afterwards, I was like, he doesn't owe me anything. He doesn't need to be, like, clinging on to me when they're not sure that well. But if he didn't, yeah, he didn't. We stayed, yeah. Um, we stayed, like I said, just chatted. We, um, about some people. That's one thing actually about um like gay clubs as opposed to straight clubs is mm. that um people are friendlier in gay clubs than like queer clubs. Mm. So nice. you can yeah. have conversations, yeah, you can have conversations with people there that um that I don't think would happen in um in straight places. Yes, I think as well, again, this is a generalization, just a theory, might be a bit sexist, but I feel like in straight clubs. There's always a lot of couples in there and there's always a lot of sense of men protecting their birds or whatever. Yeah. And I think in gay clubs, it tends to be, you know, maybe some gay men who aren't the most talkative, but they'll come mm-hmm. with their, like, female friends and that the women are usually, like, the social lubricant. I found, yeah. personally, yeah. obviously, that's, that men aren't as well. But um, in my observations, when I've, like, struck, struck, like, struck conversations in, like, gay spaces, it tends to be, like, the straight women allies that go with them as mates. Um, yeah. Help that. Um. <laughs> it reminds me actually um, another story of Big Titty Kim actually we me and her went to um, went to Manchester for New Year's from like so in 2015 turned into 2016 yeah. and on the second night we just went to a pub I can't, I can't tell you what it was called but it was, it was on Canal Street somewhere mm-hmm. and the whole, that whole friendliness thing like you know when you know when Northerners have an opinion of anyone from Birmingham or further south is like unfriendly yeah. I, I sometimes think it's a misunderstanding because I think me and Kim was we were standing at the bar, like just chatting, and this yeah. lady turned to us as if she was going to say something. So we just looked at her, mm-hmm. 
and she got really offended. I think she thought we were being standoffish, and I was like, "Nah, you're like going to open your mouth." So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> but she was like, "But when she heard us talk, she's like, oh, they're from Birmingham because she heard our accent." And then she was all vexed. I was thinking, I don't want to start getting into a big discussion on the like the north south divide, but I just think it's a lot of, you know, miscommunication and misunderstanding a lot of the time because I'm just like, and because we're not like talking, talking like really gregarious, it doesn't mean we're not friendly. I think it's just people yeah. don't strangers as much like the further you go down the country. And remember, um, like, remember that we are black people. Yeah. And you know, people act, act funny around us as well. Yeah. <laughs> Have a guard up sometimes because we're well, from past experiences, and it just uh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm looking forward to. Well, we should we should probably organise one, you know, just like a weekend to look at the uh, one of the gay scenes. I mean, uh, Birmingham's obvious, but it's obviously both from there in it. Um, we can, do Birmingham. Well, we can do Birmingham around Christmas time because we'll both be back home then. Oh, to be fair, that might be a good shout, you know. So, but if you want it, yeah. You know, I've never been out in Birmingham, like, over, well, when I say over Christmas, as in, like, before Christmas Day, but never, like, Boxing Day or anything like that. I've never been out in Birmingham that time. That's wild, what are you saying? What? It's like, literally, it's just, Christmas is always family, family, family. Like, I, I might do something before Christmas, like, I'll meet up with you guys or, um, or catch up with other friends and stuff. But then once it's Christmas Day, I don't usually do anything. Like which it's just like family catching joke, watching film, eating off food, but I don't usually go out of the house or anything. Whereas the like when I move here, got, the best stories I've got are always from like, from Boxing Day on um that's, that's the thing. I noticed I've I've always been kind of aware of it. When I moved up here as well, like and obviously like there's a massive, massive drinking culture in the northeast, like like other parts of the country, but here particularly, because obviously I've only lived in Birmingham and and here. Um but it's just like, yeah, like every, everyone's out on Boxing Day because it's usually football as well. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, from like in the morning, we're drinking all day Boxing Day. I'm thinking, yeah. where have I been? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a big thing. So I'd like to do something like that this year. You know, not, not every year, family, family. But obviously, if you're um, going to be you're going to be in Birmingham then. So, um, so, you know, me and my cousins have told you that we do our Boxing Day team. So like watch football. Yeah, we watch football. If it's a home game, then we'll buy tickets and go to the game. Mm. And if it's if it's an away game, then we'll um, we'll go. It used to be, you know, sorry people, you're not from Birmingham, but you know, on Broad Street, um, yeah. it used to be called. So first it was Rococo until they're like, oh, like two, three stabbings there, there. Yeah. yeah. And then it was Mooch Bar, and now mm. it turned into some like Coyote Ugly type place that you we used to go there. Um, yeah, okay. But um, but we've like we've had to go, we've had to find somewhere new to go since then because the place has just has changed. But um, but if you want to do something like that on um, on Boxing Day, then you need to come to you need to come to that day. But let me warn you because um, mm. obviously the, it's the same cousin we always mention, um, because of Nathan and his friend, mm. like his friends come and they are hard. They're ridiculous. So I think I've met a few of them before. I might have um, at a festival in 2016, and I was I was being instructed to drink from the morning, and that's when I had like my five pm had the worst migraine of life. Ain't so much to die. Like I might I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I was like, can I just go somewhere? Can someone inject me so I can just be coma like you know just unconscious for the next 12 hours? My head was burning me. Like in my eye, it was someone felt like someone was twisting a nail, and that's all because I have to keep up with all these crazy people. We're like, yeah, get another drink down, you yeah? like from like 10 a.m. <laughs> it's like, I'm not. That's what that's what it's like. I'll come like three in the afternoon. I'll just... yeah, <laughs> Ainsley. Ainsley, Providence is kind. I've just looked at the itinerary. So on Sunday the 26th of December, it's a home game at Villa Park. 
And guess which team they're playing? Newcastle. No, what's my favourite team? <laughs> oh, is it um, what? Chelsea? It is indeed. <laughs> well, but then there we are. Actually, so I we'll do that. So we'll do that then. So um, we'll get tickets to go to go to Villa Park. Nathan has a season ticket, so we already have one. We'll go to Villa Park. We'll watch the game. We'll come back to town. We'll have some, we'll have some drinks, and then if we're well enough in mm-hmm. the evening, then we'll go out. We'll go out out. I think that's a great idea. But I was going to say as well. Um, if your mate's got a season ticket, sorry, your cousin's got a season ticket, is that a fixed position or can you move seats? He, no, he's he's in a fixed position, but we usually just like I will sit somewhere different and I'll just watch the game. Oh, well, we're not we together, as in like. I mean, uh, you and I can buy tickets together. Yeah, but um, but like Nathan wouldn't be at the game. But honestly, like when you, the game is on, you're watching the game, isn't it? So it's different. I've been yeah. games at home before. I guess to be fair, and to be fair, you probably just, sometimes you end up talking to the person next to you. I think I've yeah. I've been to two football matches in my life, both in Newcastle. Uh, yeah. so I think I went, one was to see Newcastle and Man City. That was um, in I want to say November 2019. And saw so, you know my, my darling Raheem Sterling, who was gorgeous yeah. in real life. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and, yeah. then, um, and then what else did I see? And then I saw. Newcastle and Chelsea in I want to say January. It's just before the pandemic, actually. It's like January, February, twenty twenty. Um, yeah. Newcastle won. Like they were, you know, the, you know the typical one where they're getting dominated all game and they score like the ninetieth minute and then the yeah. crowd erupted around me because obviously it's a home game. Um, yeah. And I saw, you know, another love of my life, Ross Barkley, was like, you know, he'd, he'd been on the pitch about twenty minutes or so. It's like you know, he looked all crestfallen. And I was like, poor Ross. But anyway, let's not let's not go down the road. But yeah, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm down for that. Um, on Boxing Day, I'm actually looking forward to. It. Well, I don't know why we're having the social on the podcast episode. But like, literally talking yeah. about holiday plans. But yeah, um, that'd be good. Yeah, and obviously it's, it's near my house in Brum Brum anyway, so I can easily get there. Yeah, yeah, and um, so when we go to these the when we go to these home games. We go and we drink from like twelve o'clock in the afternoon. I think I can manage that. Just make sure my belly's lined because I'll feel I'll be eating enough through the day before because it's Christmas, isn't it? I have a big, yeah. big, big, big breakfast. Yeah. But I think I can do twelve, but ten a.m. was just ten a.m. when I'd been traveling, so I'd been like living on like a, a boots meal deal or something. It was just it, it was never going to end well. Like at all. <laughs> um, literally, because I remember your cousin and his girlfriend at the time. They were laughing at me. They're like, they're like, why are you holding your eyes? Like, I'm literally in agony. Like, you don't understand. This is the worst migraine I've had in my life. Um, but yes, drink responsibly, children. Right. So yeah, what I want to do. So I'm. I want to do Manchester. Obviously, we need to do London. But London has so many scenes. So London has like Soho, has um, like what Southwest, like Vauxhall, Clapham, and mm. East London. Then I want to do like all the big cities are Leeds, Manchester, Liverpool. Where else? Uh, Leeds, Manchester, Liverpool. Oh, you know, Man- Man- I want to go Manchester Pride one year, you know. I don't you, care if you say that every episode, yeah. Yeah, but I think this year just I wasn't, I didn't think it was going to be on, but it wasn't the end. But I think what we need to, like I said before, what we need to do is it's always August Park Holiday. So we need to do like Manchester Pride on like the Saturday or maybe the Friday and the Saturday. Yeah. And then. Go to Notting Hill on the Sunday, or yeah. want to be really extravagant. We can Manchester Pride Friday and Saturday, leave Carnival on the Sunday, and then Notting Hill on the Monday. That's but I don't too think, much, man. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. And I don't think my budget will allow for that. 
But um, <laughs> if we do London, we could do a Friday, Saturday, Vauxhall, Soho, or Soho, Vauxhall, or something like that, or, or a different scene in London. But we could do two nights in our own London for sure, I think. Um, I don't know a thing about Leeds um, scene there. I've been to Leeds like briefly, but not, not on a night out. So I'm definitely interested in Leeds. We could probably even do that like this side of Christmas. Yeah. Um, we've been Liverpool already. I've been to a couple. I, I really like Liverpool to be fair though. Um, I've, I've already been there. Um, who's got a good gay scene? We've done Newcastle, obviously. I don't, I'm not particularly interested in Brighton. I don't even know much about it, to be honest. But I guess it's easy for you to get to because it's not too far from you. Yeah. Um, you're looking at a map of the country or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ainsley, Scotland, Scotland. But, you know, I think that would be more adventurous. But I've, I've went to Edinburgh for the first time recently, as you know. Um, I hear Glasgow's a good night out. I don't know what the case seems like there, but I think either Edinburgh or Glasgow could be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, God, that's far away, isn't it? For you, yeah. Not for, for me, it's like that. Makes change, though. Edinburgh's like 90 minutes on the train from here. It's brilliant. Um, Glasgow's a bit further. Where else is there? Um, Belfast and Dublin, but again, again that's turning more into holiday territory because you have to get a plane in it. Yeah. However, though, it'd be quite it'd be definitely for cheap for you. You could probably get a thirty pound return or something like that. Yeah. Um. What's I don't know what ports of Southampton are saying. Um. I but I'm obviously something there. But yeah, any of the major cities, I think we should, we should aim to do at least one this side of Christmas for sure. I okay. Be... All right. Good. Watch this space then. Watch this space, listeners. I'm I'm looking forward to that unseen in Newcastle. That was just uh, I, I was I, it was good. Like it was very very loosely planned. But like, oh, we're going to go on the scene, and that was literally. And then we'll record the episode the next day. Literally, that, that was the plan. That's all we did. <laughs> yeah, but like, just wild things happened, man. Just like, <laughs> like I said, I think, I think like the two black people on the gay scene in um, in Newcastle was like, with all they could hand, all they could handle them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you bring it onto it, that'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I want to go to, I want to get a variety of places as well, because in the, in Newcastle, that like, the gay scene there is quite small, so you mm. get everything done in, like, about 20 minutes, half an hour, and it wasn't at all, because we went to, like, like, the pre-drink bar, we went to, like, the leather, like, leather bar, the, like, daddy bar. Well, it, so, Eagle, we went to the Eagle, we went to Rusty's. We went to um, House. Did we go to, to I don't think we went to, we didn't go to digital, did we? We went to how was the name of it? it begins with an S. I can't Switch. remember. It's it's, it's opposite Switch. digital. Switch. Sorry. Switch. 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 Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I just said it like Switch. five times. Oh, sorry. But yeah, I've, I've been there a few times. It's it's all right in there. And then there's a there's a ah uh, there's a thing next door. There's a pub next door to it, and I always forget the name. I've been there loads of times. It's not the village in. Maybe the Blonde Barrel, I can't remember. Is it, uh, is it Central Bar? We went there. We, went, we definitely went to Central Bar, I think. But there's a pub and the Yard, the Yard, I think it's called, yeah. That's like, oh, we went to the Yard, actually. I think that's where we, that's one of the first places we went started. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny, because obviously, because it's a small scene and you see so many faces from Grinder, it's actually mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> so many. Yeah. But I, like, this side of Christmas... We have to decide, and we have to pick a good weekend. It has to be, be the first weekend of the month or the last weekend of the month when everyone's just been paid. I always say yeah. that I'm going to say that's that's time to pick. Maybe the beginning of November. I think I'm going to do something for Halloween. Um, 
Oh, they're a flat party or out. But, yeah. um, I'm having a party for Halloween, so <laughs> oh, I don't know, you know, because the other day, like the, the gang up here were like, yeah, let's do something for Halloween. So if it falls through here, I'll come for that. I'm yeah. dressing up as well because I haven't dressed up in years for Halloween, literally probably about 10 years or so. I haven't done anything for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I think I've told you before, this is my favorite time of the year as well. I love autumn and winter. I just, yeah. just, it pisses all over summer in my book. You never thought I was from like, you know, of, of Jamaican descent. I, I love autumn and winter. Yeah. Anyway, shall we think about wrapping up soon? Up, we should, well, we can. Yeah, we should wrap now. It's about it's about time. Yep. So, so I think that's that's us for the day. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of Blackboard Joy Podcast. Yeah, and, uh, we're Blackboard Joy Podcast, um, available on all good streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Blackboard Joy Podcast, at Twitter at Blackboard Joy Pod. And yeah, that's it. I think. There we are. Until next time, everyone. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks. Bye.